0: This Bike Life Podcast is brought to you by BikeFlights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Whether you're shipping for a trip or after a sale, whatever your shipping needs, Bike Flights makes it easy. Take advantage of Bike Flights convenient residential pickups and they'll come and get your shipment directly from your home or wherever you're staying. Visit BikeFlights.com forward slash warm showers for more information. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to Bike Life, and you are all in for a treat today because we have Ken Francis back with us. And you have probably heard Ken Francis's show, or his face looks familiar as part of Warm Showers, or you have seen him hosted with him, hosted him or been at his place. He has been a part of this community since 2013 and he has hosted more than 269 users. He's located in Long Beach and he is an amazing human that I'm so glad to have back on the show. Thank you, Ken.
1: Thank you, Taverly. It's so good to be back.
0: And I also neglected to mention that you spent a significant amount of time on our board of directors. So you and I are very well acquainted and you're also very well acquainted with warm showers.
1: Yes. Uh, I was around starting in 2013 when the, uh, the, the census, the population just started to boom, where we were getting, you know, maybe 20 to 30 new members a day, up to 100 to 200 new members every day.
0: Wow. So what was it like then at Warm Showers in terms of like our technology? And I I know that's a big question. I can see you laughing. It's a big question. I think it's sometimes helpful for listeners, especially because we have so many new users that still join us every day for them to know where we came from.
1: Well, it was mom and pops back then. It was uh, it was a duocracy, and all the volunteers kind of did what they wanted to. So if somebody wanted to change the, the picture on the welcome page, they would just do it. And everything seemed to work really well back then, but it was much, much smaller. And as it became more overwhelming, we started to organize. That's when the board was formed. And there were some growing pains, of course. And, you know, uh, a few of us really kind of, Stuck with it during the the rough patch just to watch it grow into the amazing community that it is today.
0: So you were on the board for almost six years, is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we we definitely miss you on the board and we're grateful to still have you around. And I love the fact that we we tap on you when we need some extra good pictures or we need some information. You have been such a great resource to me personally, in my role as executive director and to this organization, we all owe you a great deal. So if you don't get told this often enough, here is an official shout out of thank you, Ken. Thank you for everything.
1: Wow. Thank you. And I also want to thank, you know, prior to warm showers everybody who hosted me on my tours because you know it's just me giving back to everyone who helped me that's really what this is all about
0: so let's talk about what it's been like since the beginning of 2020 until now which as we know it's been a very transformative period of time on this planet of earth that we are all residing on and you have you have a wealth of experience of what the cycling and hosting sector was like prior and then what it's been like since. And so why don't we start with, actually, let's go back and start with a little bit about, you know, maybe high level of the tours you've done in your experience before we had these life-changing events.
1: Okay. Well, uh, I think my bicycle was kind of my best friend when I was in high school and I realized the farther I could ride, the farther I could go. And I always wanted to do a cross-country trip or a trip of some magnitude and uh, just I never found the friends to do it. So when I was 21 years old, I decided I was going to do a trip down the coast of California by myself and that was it. That was that was my goal. And along the way, I met two other cyclists who were doing long-term trips. And on my last day, I realized that I didn't have to stop. I could keep going kind of like they were. Okay. So I realized that it was not just going to be a trip down the coast. So in 1985, I ended up riding my bike to Boston from Los Angeles and had mm-hmm. such an amazing trip. The next summer, I did a similar trip. Uh, first year, I did kind of a northern route. And the second year, I did a... Mid-route, and then when I graduated with my uh, master's in 1994, I had had been doing like week and two-week trips along the way, but in 94, I went cross-country again. But this time, I stopped and stayed with people that I had met on the first two cross-country journeys, Mm. uh, cementing these relationships. And now there's people that I go back and visit every year in Pennsylvania and Virginia because we're family now.
0: Yeah, your family now. I was just going to say that. Yeah, that's amazing. And you continue a lot of those connections, even just in the way that you host now.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, One of the things that... I've been doing since day one is taking a picture of every guest. Uh, I was piggybacking on the old bike centennial, which is now adventure cycling. Uh, When people would come into their office, they'd always take a picture of them on their bicycle. So I started that with the first guest. Uh, I have an original Pacific Coast bicycle route uh, sign that was uh, along the California coast for, for many years. And I uh, didn't get it with my first guest, but every guest since has gotten a picture of themselves on their bike with the official Pacific Coast Bicentennials. Wow. And do you print those pictures and keep them in an album? I print them and I put them in an album. However, about a year, year and a half ago, the album started to fall apart. Oh, and no. so I kind of, I'd print the pictures, but I wouldn't put the numbers. So I kind of lost count of people. And lately I went to, uh, uh, A hobby store and I bought a scrapbook and what I've been doing is I've been putting all the pictures in the scrapbook and in addition to the chronological pictures of everybody on their bicycle I've also in the back of the book have pictures of all the fun things that we've done together with them um, such as Disneyland, Hollywood, uh, kayaking at night. We just had a guest here who um, I promised that if he came around Christmas we would take him kayaking at night to see the lights. And we actually were in Long Beach on the night of the, the Christmas boat parade. So we decorated the boats with Christmas trees and lights and we dressed up and just gave this guest a wonderful experience. And that's kind of what I want to do is give these people an experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, the photo book also, because um, I'm enlarging it with this, I have a little more flexibility with this book. So I've dedicated a couple pages to the Warm Showers uh, directors because I've met so many of the directors on the board as well as the founder and um, also expanded it to put down the pictures of hosts who I've stayed with.
0: Mm, I love it. I love it. I, I know that people can't see us, but um, the book looks amazing. And maybe you can send us some pictures and we can attach it with this podcast of the book. I mean, you have so many pictures, maybe you can or choose a few good pictures. I mean, you send us lots of pictures, but um, I like the idea of people seeing what we're discussing.
1: I'd love to. And uh, also I have pictures in here of our barbecues. We host uh, barbecues and events with local hosts. So we kind of have a directory here from like Santa Maria down to Ensenada, which helps a lot of the cyclists when they come through because if they stay with somebody at each, each end, a lot of times they contact other people along the way. So there's um, people don't have to necessarily worry about trying to find a place to stay in this large city, and they can kind of make arrangements along the way, which is really neat. And uh, when we get together, we all have these books or guest books, and we share them, and we all come together and talk about who we have shared as uh, as hosts and our experiences with those people. So it's always a joyous time.
0: I love it. 269. That is amazing. 269 new friends, new experiences, lives that you have changed. <laughs>
1: Thanks. And a couple of the people actually have returned with family members. So uh, we've got to meet some of the families in the past as well.
0: Beautiful. So let's talk a little bit about 2020. I know that you had a tour planned in 2020 and what happened, how did you adjust and what has that been like?
1: So I'm at a point in my life where I decided to combine two things that I love, uh, bicycle touring, and roller coasters. So I had a trip planned in 2020 to ride across Ohio and Indiana and hit some theme parks, and then also go to Europe. And everything was just on lockdown. Everything was just shut down. Uh, I was able to be flexible and adapt. So at the height of the pandemic, uh, or one of the peaks, I flew to Seattle with my friend, Philip Robinson, and he rode with me a couple of days as I headed south through the Cascades. To Lake Shasta. So, um, I had some amazing hosts during that trip, uh, a lot of social distancing, but it was nice that the community was still open and uh, welcoming. So, great experiences there. And then, uh, for the, instead of going to Europe, we rode our bikes across uh, Arizona and New Mexico into Texas. So, very desolate trip. Uh, but Things opened up in 2021, and I was able to cycle across Indiana and Ohio, and I hit eight theme parks on that trip and stayed with wow. a couple really good warm showers hosts, and then uh, flew to Europe, and we had kind of a change of plans uh, for the routing. And there's a, a, a couple in northern Germany who we've uh, who host we hosted here. Three times, uh, Karen and Werner and uh, amazing couple, and they've always wanted me to come visit them. And it just never, they were just never on the route. But when we had a change of plans, all of a sudden it's like we go right past them. So not only did we stay with them, but they were having a bicycle festival that weekend, which was kind of a camping, camping event at a local uh campground about 30 miles south from them. This Beautiful town called Sharing Germany. So we spent one night with them at their house and then we rode uh, to Sharing. They were amazing tour guides and we got to meet all these other German uh, cyclists who are all part of Warm Showers. It was just this amazing festival. Um, I stayed with some other new people who I've never met along the way and then I stayed with a woman outside of uh, Amsterdam who I've stayed with twice before, hoping for her to come over here beside uh, someday soon. And there was a couple in Belgium that heard that we were heading that way and we had hosted them here on New Year's, not New Year's, uh, Christmas, Christmas Day a couple of years ago. So they wanted to see me. So they came out from Brussels uh, into Holland and we all spent the day together. So just really, really good times with my warm showers family.
0: Mm what was it like so that was in 20 that was this year or the, this, well, year. Not this year this La- year last year by the time this comes out this will be last year because we're in 2022 which is wild to say can i just yeah. I, <laughs> we're in 2022 ken <laughs> where does the time go
1: a lot of good miles though that's one thing i can say um you know tra- traveling with with the, you know the, the coronavirus covid was very interesting um like I said, we kind of changed our route in Europe, which was a good thing, because one of the thoughts was flying into Amsterdam. But at that point in time, we changed and decided to go into Denmark, which was good because right before we, we flew out of here, uh, Amsterdam and uh, Holland closed their doors to the US and Denmark was wide open. So mm-hmm. it would have been difficulty, uh, we would have difficulty entering Europe if we had tried to enter through uh, through Holland. So everything worked out great. Uh, There were a couple places where we needed to show our vaccine cards. So most of Germany, when we're going into restaurants, hotels, we had to show the vaccine cards. Uh, When we got to Holland, we weren't allowed to eat inside because even though we had the vaccine cards, you needed to have a QR code from the EU and we did not have that. but we were careful. We wore masks everywhere. Uh, we hit five theme parks over in Europe. So wow. you know, it didn't stop us. Everything was wide open. And it was just perfect timing because I understand right as soon as uh, I got back that the cases started to surge and things started closing down. Mm. And being in contact with my friends over there, there's, they're, they're back in lockdown mode again in a couple of mm. countries.
0: Um, right now, cyclical. you mean yes Mm -hmm. yes Mm -hmm. and
1: they predicted that once the weather cooled down that there was going to be another surge over there so it wasn't Mm -hmm. really surprising so i think everybody was just enjoying uh being open as long as they could and uh and we certainly enjoyed the trip i mean it was awesome there wasn't a single day on that trip that wasn't amazing
0: how long were you on that trip three weeks yeah amazing Amazing. Um I have to ask there is a roller coaster sort of above the city in Copenhagen. Did you and I can't I can't think of the name of it but I've been on that roller coaster.
1: Tivoli Gardens? Are you talking it, about that? It it might be, yeah. Well, Tivoli Gardens is in the center of of Copenhagen. So we went there. There's another theme park close by that we didn't go to. We headed south towards Berlin. So we basically rode from Copenhagen to Berlin and we stopped at Hansa Park along the way Mm. and rode um, Karnen, which is like this amazing roller coaster. It's definitely in my top 10. Wow.
0: I love it. I love the idea of combining roller coasters with your bike touring. How interesting. I... I, I don't hear that very often and roller coasters are a rush.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, the, 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 good thing is when we went to Hansa park, uh, it was raining that day. So there wasn't a lot of uh, other people there. We were a little skeptical about locking our bikes out in front of the park uh, because they were fully loaded uh, with all of our, our tents, sleeping bags and everything. Uh, however, it's not near a major city and we got out and everything was fine. So it was it fine. Yeah. There.
0: So So you've been able to tour since the pandemic. You've done it safely. You've found ways and made adjustments. And knowing that a lot of borders close to different countries, Mm -hmm. um, I'm sure you recall that I have a big portion of my family resides in Canada. And it's been really difficult for us to, you know, get everyone together because of the travel restrictions. And we've just been very creative in how we've stayed in touch. And so I understand that crossing into certain borders and certain restrictions are still a challenge. So we recommend people do your research, like put the time into real-time time. Like if you're planning something for this coming summer, make sure that you're staying up to date as you get a little closer. Cause there are a lot of posts in the forums of people that have planned trips and the day before they depart, they thought, Oh, I better check and make sure I'm allowed in that country. Give yourself a little bit more time daily. Yeah.
1: Check daily because that's how fast things happen. Um, Mm. even like, like at work, I work in mental health and, Uh, We closed our doors to all online or all um, in-person psychotherapy, whether it be individual, family, or group. Suddenly closed our doors back in 2020, and we didn't even have the technology to do virtual at that time. It took like a month to get up and running. Uh, We opened our doors, we closed our doors, and we saw the surge happening and we were waiting for the doors to close, and sure enough, on Thursday, we went back to 100% virtual again. So it, it changes so rapidly. And with this Europe trip, even though we had postponed it from 2020 going into the trip in September there was still some some worry about what was going to happen and i even you know said to my friend philip that the week before it's like we have to have a backup plan if for some reason we can't fly to europe next week we need to do something else and you know my suggestion was maybe just do something a little bit closer like start in san diego and ride the, the like the baja you know mm. so always have a backup plan uh, ready just in case mm.
0: very good advice thank you for sharing that today's episode is brought to you by bikeflights.com the leading bicycle shipping service and bike box supplier for cyclists. You'll enjoy low costs, excellent service, and on-time delivery with every shipment. And you get preferred handling for your high-value bikes, wheels, and gear. As a brand built around a love for the outdoors, they are committed to reducing environmental impact, and every bike flight's shipment is carbon neutral. Join the nearly 1 million cyclists who have used bike flights to ship their bikes, wheels, and gear with confidence since 2009, and see how easy it is to book, manage, and track all of your shipments. Visit bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers today for more information and to book your shipment. Now back to the show. And now what has it been like to be hosting during these wild times?
1: Didn't have too many people come by in 2020. Uh, the very beginning of the year and I think towards the end of the year, uh, not during the surges, but between the surges, we saw a few people coming through, and most of them were uh, domestic. They were from the United States because with the borders being closed, uh, you know, we were able to go to Europe before Europeans were able to come over here. Uh, this last year, though, 2021 was much better uh, hosted at Total of seventeen cyclists, which still is not a lot for us on a busy route. Uh, I just recently posted this on on Facebook with a collage of the the warm showers uh, guests and hosts for this year, with the statistics of you know who we hosted and where they they came from. Uh, most, I, I would say, all the the cyclists we've had they've been vaccinated and um, some of them even even boosted at this point in time. So. Uh, been able to be flexible with that and just glad that you know during a time when everything is on lockdown that we still can be kind of a shelter in the storm for these people coming through a big city
0: Mm -hmm. yeah it's as you can imagine it's been a you know a difficult time in our community for a lot of people that have had a lot of plans or have not developed comfort yet in interacting with others in the midst of what's happening. And so, you know, we have been providing as much information as we can and as much information of users like you who have been a part of this community so long that have experience in touring and in hosting to give a really good like way to think about it of what's possible. So can you talk a little bit about how you handled any potential concerns as a host or did you have any concerns
1: I really didn't have concerns. I mean, I'm lucky that I work in healthcare, and I was one of the first people to get vaccinated. So, uh, you know, f- knowing that the household is vaccinated and other people were saying they're vaccinated, um, I've known people that have passed from COVID, so I'm not denying that it's it's not real. But bicycling to work a few days a week through the Los Angeles Port, where there's a lot of refineries and potholes and big trucks, I really do think the odds of me getting killed, uh, cycling is way greater than, than COVID. And I'm not, I'm not dismissing COVID, but I'm just saying, you know, we have to live, you know, and, uh, we have to make, make the best of whatever our new normal is. So if, uh, if, if the surge was really, you know, going on, there was a period of time where we didn't host, um, you know, when, when I wasn't fully vaccinated and, um, so, yeah, you have to be cautious, and you just have to be flexible uh, one One of my hosts coming down from Washington had a horse trailer that had uh, kind of like a bedroom in the back of it, so the way that I was hosted was i I, I stayed there and you know the interaction I had with my host was was outside wearing masks and Um, I was fed dinner, and when I came out of the shower, the dinner was waiting for me on a table outside. So, you know, I think that's a really good way of of adapting. I I still had hospitality. I still had a great experience. Um, You know, he was still contributing to the community, but we were doing it in a safe way.
0: One of the things that you and I were discussing before we started to record was um, adaptability, and you've just provided a really good example of an option of how to Be adaptable, and it takes time. It takes us all a little Mm -hmm. time, and some people are still adjusting to what that can look like. New, our new normal, as you say. There is, there are, there are ways that we can make it, um, make it happen. But maybe it's going to be different than what we originally thought or what we've known in the past.
1: You have to be Um, creative. Yeah, you have to be creative. When we closed our doors at work, there was no way for me really to get information out to my patients. So I started a YouTube channel on mental health and the things that I would normally be teaching them at orientation or in group, or just positive things in general. I started putting on little YouTube videos and Mm -hmm. some of them have actually been inspired from doing my bike trips. I've done some, some of these videos on the fly while, while on a trip. And um, I think that's a good example of, you know, making the best of the situation and doing something also that comes out of it that's enjoyable. Mm -hmm.
0: So what do you suggest for people that really desire to be back on the road and touring and, and still have some hesitations? Do you have any tips or tricks that you can provide that, you know, can help people either ease their mind or ease their, their path of, Worrying about their safety, and I'm I'm talking specifically about the virus.
1: Yeah, well, I'm thinking that you know what I've seen is a lot of people put in the profiles that they are mm. fully vaccinated. Uh, when I get a request for for hosting or vice versa, putting in the letter if if you are or if you have any health concerns. Um, also, what I've noticed with a lot of people that have requested to stay here. Um, in the letter basically the concerns were um, you know we respect everybody's uh, opinion about this and we would be willing just to have a corner of your garden to pitch our tents and out of the way so we don't want to be a burden we don't want to put anybody at risk Uh, we want to be safe but we also were wondering if, if there's any way you can can help us so i think Really, you know, putting your concerns out there and verbalizing. Uh, I think the basis of our community is communication. It's how we um, contact our hosts and guests, what we put on our profile, how we leave feedback. I think those are all really important things. So I think the most, uh, the better you can communicate with your prospective host or guest. Um, also, if you're traveling, you know, there's also the option of wild camping, and I know a lot of people love that, and a lot of people love balancing the warm showers with the wild camping because with warm showers and hospitality oftentimes you get a lot of late night conversations which might throw off your sleep schedule Um, i know when i travel there's a lot of times when i'm in bed by like eight o'clock trying to get up before the heat at you know four or five in the morning and staying with a a a host can kind of throw that sleep cycle off so i like to balance it with uh, being in a campground or just wild camping sometimes
0: yeah, that's really good advice. And I know that, you know, it is important to have the balance. And, you know, you and I have talked about this many, many times in your tenure with the organization of, you know, mixing it up and knowing that, you know, we know that warm showers isn't the be all end all for people on tour. We are an added benefit of building community, but, you know, not to not to let that replace your need for the solitude part of your journey and being in in nature.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've had guests in the past when I, you know, ask them where are you going next because I can call this host or this host or this host and let them know and see if they're available. And I've heard, you know, no, I think I need a breather. I think I need some alone time here for the next mm-hmm. night or two to, to camp out and have some solitude and then totally mm-hmm. understand that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I get that. Um, I want to tap into the mental health side of the work that you do and and reflect a little that in in all parts of the world and in our community, there is definitely an increase in frustration at restrictions that come up. Mm -hmm. And we've seen, you know, within, you know, some hosts and touring cyclists that when people are at odds in their opinion on how to handle the virus that has created some miscommunication. And so we we've been trying to support, you know, more in depth communication as much as possible, but how do you suggest people handle concerns or even an aggressive approach to differing with your opinion? So I'm, I'm asking Ken, the, 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 you know, the specialist in this area to give some advice to users on how to stay centered and improve your communication.
1: Well, what I've noticed is whether you have a difference of an opinion with somebody about vaccination or the virus or politics, everybody agrees on the joy of cycle touring and being human and helping each other out and to really focus on that. And if for some reason you feel like there is a difference, then you know, don't don't go into the differences, go into the similarities. That's how you enjoy each other.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it's not about that here. It's not about that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thanks. So let's talk a little bit about some of these amazing experiences you provide your guests, because you do provide experiences. I want to hear about the kayaking at night and the theme parks. Like, what's the most common request people have when they are in your your part of the world, which is in, just to let everybody know again, he is located in Long Beach, California.
1: Oftentimes, people will want to spend a couple nights because what they'll want to do during the day is they'll want to walk over to the metro station, which is about uh, a little over a mile from the house here, and they'll take the Los Angeles metro into Hollywood uh, to the Walk of Fame, had some people uh, hike up to the Hollywood sign from there. Uh, Universal Studios is also on the end of the the metro line and then coming back they'll go to Los Angeles need to walk through downtown or Alvaro Street. Uh, So a lot of times guests are pretty much on their own one day and they're they're great with that they just want to have a respite where they can explore the city and if you've traveled with a bicycle you know that it's hard to maneuver through a big city and um, you're always worried about getting your bike stolen uh, if you're actually like in the city center sightseeing. So it's it's great to be able to offer them kind of a little bit of a, a safe place where they still have the opportunity to go into the city. Um, guests usually don't don't ask to go kayaking or go to Disneyland or stuff like that. That's pretty much something that I um, you know throw out to them. It depends on the weather, depends on the day of the week, um, depends on the, the time of the year. Uh, with this last guest who came through. Uh, I had noticed he was traveling uh, through social media. So instead of him contacting me through warm showers, I actually got in touch with him about six weeks prior to his visit, uh, just saying, hey, I realize you're from a different country. If you have any questions about routing, I'm familiar with the areas that you're looking at. And if you're coming through Long Beach, please stay with us. And we built a relationship um, through correspondence for six weeks. So there was all this buildup to actually meeting him. And when I knew he was going to be around... Christmas time I showed him some pictures and said, "Hey, you know this is stuff that uh, we can do when you get here if if you arrive on on you know the, the window when this happens and worked out great and you
0: got to go on a kayak at night,
1: yeah, we take a lot of people, especially in the summer uh, instead of cooking dinner, we'll just say if they're not tired, if they want to go kayaking we we go across the bay in Long Beach here." And it's flat water, it's very simple, it's, it's calm. I love getting pictures of people then they have more memories to take home with them. And then after dinner, we paddle back in the dark. Mm. They always say the same thing. They look around, they say, where is everybody? This, this is like magic. It's, it's so, uh, weather's perfect, the water's perfect. Uh, where is everybody? And we tell them, go, well, California, we're kind of desensitized to the weather so we don't tend to enjoy it as, as much as we should. Mm. Um, so this is another reason why I like to to do that with the guests. It's been a while since we've done too many of the dinner paddles, but uh, that's because we haven't hosted as many people. But hopefully, if mm-hmm. things start opening up in twenty twenty two,
0: yeah, amazing, Ken. You give you give so much. You experience so much, and you build, you know, such a great community around your passions. You know, we are always so pleased to have you discuss and share. We thank you very much.
1: Well, thank you. Um, I I wrote a book when I was in college about my first cross-country trips, and I never Mm. published it, and I'm I'm polishing it off right now, and it's really interesting in in hindsight looking back because I'm looking at these different experiences, experiences I had with teen youth groups, experiences I had like with hosts taking me kayaking or milking a cow, and it's like all these years later I'm looking back and I'm seeing the parallels, and I'm seeing where the roots of – who I became today, has started. So it's been kind of therapeutic for me to do that. So that's another thing that I'm doing right now.
0: Amazing. When that book comes out, make sure you let us know so you can come on and talk about it and we can help share it far and wide.
1: Will do. Thank you.
0: Thank you, Ken. Thank you so much for joining us. And for those of you listening, you know, one of the most supportive ways that you can help this podcast is to share it with a friend or someone that you know might enjoy listening to it of course we appreciate your ratings and reviews but really sharing is caring so we appreciate letting others know and and tune in and meet more amazing community members like ken down the road so thank you again ken
1: thank you it was a pleasure and hope to do this again
0: some other time down the road. we shall do so thank you for listening and we'll be back Thank you for joining us and we hope you enjoyed the show as much as we enjoyed making it. Wherever you are listening, please leave us a rating and a review as it helps us reach more cyclists and hosts around the world. This episode of Bike Life Podcast was brought to you by bikeflights.com, your source for the best bicycle shipping service and bike shipping boxes. Check out their boxes from the small to the large, which is suited for any type of bicycle, whether it's a children's bike, medium-sized bike, fully assembled bike, e-bike, and any other type of gear that you have. Go to bikeflights.com forward slash warm showers in order to check out the boxes and book your next shipment. Visit us at warmshowers.org to become a part of our community or on Instagram at warm showers underscore org. If you would like to be a guest on the show or submit a question, please make sure to email us at podcast@warmshowers.org. at warm